three, two. All right, we're on. Okay, so welcome back to the Shop Class Podcast. Uh, this is Mr. G, and we've got Matt Bloomquist here. And coming into the room just right at the beginning there is Tim. I just accepted him to join in. There he is. Always with a fake background behind him. No, that's actually his living room. <laughs> and then uh, uh, yep. we got Dukes in the house, although he just left for a second. And tonight's guest is Todd Clippinger. Did I say it correctly? Yes, you did. All right. <laughs> and uh, Todd's coming to us from uh, Salem, Oregon. Yes. Which is pretty cool because I'm interested because I, I want to visit that area this summer, at least for a couple of days to check out that area. And then also, I've never been to Portland and I never, I want to go to Eugene to see Arkhamoto. Yeah, you know? Eugene's not far from uh, Portland and Salem either. Awesome. And I got family out there, which I never went to visit. So, you know, the good side of the family. So we, we got to stay in touch with them. Um, so, all right. So, but we have some exciting news that we have to take care of right away. And that is that our very own Matt Bloomquist has entered in to the Harbor Freight Tools for Schools, and he is a now a finalist. Oh, that was cool. How did you do that? My distance teaching bell. That is awesome. That is that's funny. I have bells and and I have a loudspeaker, so I only I have all this stuff, but it's all at the school. Um, all right. So Matt, uh, Matt, when did you enter this? When, how long ago did you do this? Oh man. I think everything's due in April, May. No, I think it was May. Man. It was May. May. I say it was springtime. Yeah, it or was just May. Before school, whatever. May. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we it opens up um, for about I think about a month, maybe two months or something. Then you you know fill up this big application for anybody that's done it knows exactly what we're talking about, um, and we. Some, you know, I don't know if we have it posted the video where uh, is his name Tay or Ty that came on from Harbor Freight and yeah, kind of talked about things. Barber checked obviously has talked about it because he's a um a winner of the uh, of this prize. I think he got the second place prize, but yeah, so I honestly <laughs> uh, not that I don't think I could win it, obviously, that's why I apply, but. I wasn't expecting it. I, I phoned Dean. I saw I had an email and then on the little notification bar it said, congratulations. I was like, huh? And I clicked and I saw it was from Harbor Freight and I was like, no way. So <clears throat> opened it up and yeah, sure enough, finalist for the Harbor Freight. So I'll go into awesome. one more round of application here and uh, I think it's due August 4th. And uh, so you have to do a couple more learning modules, just like you do when you do the first part of the application and respond to questions and all that good stuff. And I haven't gone over those yet. Uh, I'm going to wait till after my vacation weekend here to dig into it. But yeah, I'm pumped. Like, yeah, I text Barbatech right away. It's like, dude, you're never going to believe this. So, uh, yeah, especially, I mean, this is the second time I've applied. And I mean, yeah, who knows? And, and even if I don't get it, 
it definitely gives me more confidence for applying for next year. You know, you start feeling like you may have a grasp, but at the same time, I think some of it comes down to also just the luck of who, which judge reads your application and how they feel that day. And so, but you honestly, deserve it, man. you have a, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was, was going to say, honestly, I just took last year's application, fine tuned it, and I was able to add in some more qualitative or quantitative stats from the program. And uh, then there are some new questions you had to answer um, about uh, some of the COVID stuff and emotional um, well-being and stuff that you had to answer. But uh, yeah, I don't know what the magic formula is to get to this far, but I hope I got the magic formula to get to the next part. <laughs> yeah, well, you deserve it because, I mean, you're doing something extraordinary. And uh, the money, prize money, will go to good use. You know, I think, I don't, you know, people that watch this podcast or are here now probably know, but if you don't know, um, Matt builds a house every single year with his students. Every single year. So, like, imagine they, they purchase a piece of land, they, uh, you know, public school, and then they uh, build a house. Uh, they, get, they get a lot of builders involved. There's a lot of designers involved that are, helping out the trades and then the students construct the house and then uh, that's it. And they move to the next one. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and that takes a lot of work, you know? So, you know, is it, yeah. you know, so Matt is not stuck in the classroom. However, he is at the job site. <laughs> so there's a lot of responsibility that goes along with that. Uh, you know, not a lot of teachers would do this. So I think you deserve it. And I know the money will go to good use. Uh, if you, uh, go all the way what's some of the yeah, uh yeah, we went over yeah. it yeah what's some of the uh prize money it's a hundred grand um top prize right yeah yeah first place prizes and i think they give out oh i want to say somewhere around the 15 mark of prizes oh so it's wow. like there's multiple first place winners that get that hundred grand and uh the cool part about it is 70 goes to your program and assuming your district allows you to take accept prizes and then the second place is fifty thousand, and 35 goes to the program and you teach as a teacher you get 15. so it's not a bad payout not only for your program but just for the teacher personally that's a yeah it's a nice little chunk of change yeah that goes to the morning and right yeah right feed the kids yeah um the uh and the best part is they like they were talking when we had had them on here they make it in the contract when you they get that money it has to stay in your program they the school can't take it and spend it anywhere else except on your program so that is um, important and overlooked yeah when grant writing happens yeah um you know i i, I my district is very supportive uh, however, there was a grant that came in and uh, some of the money got spread out a little bit. Let's just say that um, it really should not be spread out. It should be focused on the person, who, you know, the program and the person that applied for the grant. Uh, it's not like just money comes in, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's an important detail. Uh, you should be able to buy equipment from whoever, whatever supplier you want to buy from. You know, and that's my understanding of because Barbacek wanted it and he said, Yeah, you could just buy from any supplier you want. 
which is unbelievable, you know. Um, that's cool. You got any plans for uh, what you would do? Man, I remember we we talked about this. Uh, I think it was uh, Chris Davis had the best idea. He's the one that builds the paddle boards and surfboards oh, yeah. and skateboards of the kid. He's going to buy the 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 wakeboard boat so they could test product. <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. Man, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I know there's a handful of things that we'll get right away. Like, um, I definitely want to get, I would like to have an extra enclosed trailer and the rest of the scaffolding we'll need to get. I, I'd like to be able to have enough scaffolding go all the way around a house stacked up, uh, up to the edge so we can set trusses, everything, you know, no harnesses, no, nothing like that would be ne needed ever. Um, and then a trailer, an enclosed trailer to store that. And then also I want to get, I would like to get an enclosed trailer. I've been watching for even used ones um, for a plumbing and electrical material supply storage. Cause running to the, I, I buy literally every fitting needed for plumbing and then I'm always too short. So oh, yeah. I gotta run back. So it, it's kind of like having your own little hardware store parked out in front of the job site would be nice. Kind of like what the plumbers and stuff do already. Um, so I, I, those would be, but on, you know, if you win seventy thousand. That's that's nothing of that seventy thousand purchase and that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like my brain, I've thought about it, but hydraulic lift equipment or something. I I did think about that. Like having that would be nice. Um, when I had a business, we had a telehandler, and that was nice. Having a smaller one would be sweet, or even maybe a bobcat. Um, only kicker is then you got the maintenance and upkeep. What Although we went the, and tear uh, the hell out of it. What about the uh, oh uh, yeah, the, uh, Microsoft uh, HoloLens? Yeah, the HoloLens. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, we can get. Yeah, we can get some augmented yeah. reality. So yeah, it'll be if 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 it gets to that point and I have to make those decisions. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what I come up with. You know, if it if it's yeah. one of those things, I'll just sit there and I'll pick apart at it for a while or go big and. Yeah, I wonder what Barbercheck has done. I know, he, of course, he bought some equipment, but I wonder if he keeps, like, uh, if he would want to publish the list and be like, all right, look, we bought this, we bought this. Gives people ideas, you know? Yeah, I forget. He's talked a little bit about things. I think he's just kind of been picking away at his. Because, I mean, he yeah. had 35 grand, so that's a lot of money, man. <laughs> I think I would do For... CNC stuff with CNC training. That's what I would do. Metal work. Yeah. CNC, you know? That, and that thing is, that, you know, yeah, because that, that sucks up a lot. I mean, you can throw yeah. 35 grand away real yeah. quick doing that. But yeah, that our school, true. we got one. It's sweet, man. You you would love yeah. it having a plasma cutter CNC. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Make whatever you want. Um, Right. I found, um, I found the interview we did. I'll just let everybody know where to find it. Uh, so if you want to know more about the harp, if you're listening to this and you want to know more about Harbor Freight Tools for Schools, this is a good interview with the person. It sounds off, but you could just tune in. He's cool. A really nice dude, uh, Tay Kang. Uh, and we, we did an interview with him back on in April. And then, uh, uh, you know, uh, this is on uh, Shop Class Podcast. And right now, it's the one with uh, 17 subscribers. There, uh, you know, this is the second channel we opened. The first channel we're going to close. 
and migrate everything over. So, you know, if you got, if you can't find it, sorry about that. But yeah, it's definitely this one. All right, cool. That's that. Uh, I just so awesome. I mean, uh, let's see. Where's the? Okay, here we go. Now it's not easy because look at all the finalists. There's so many. And so imagine how many people applied. Jeez. Yeah, I think be. it's 61 finalists. Whoa. So how many people applied? Do you know? Do you remember what it was, Tim, that one year, last year? I, it was over 1,000 apply, or they at least signed up. I don't know how many people turned it in. I remember Tay said. I mean, I signed up this year. I never turned it in. <laughs> you in you know what i think i turned mine in like the day before i mean I, I pretty much took like i said i took last year's and refined it and adjusted i mean i had been working on it but for a oh, while. look at this you, you you put time into it though uh, what, yeah what's in the uh what kind of things do you what's the application involved uh you have to they, they ask you, like the first part of the application, they ask you that questions like kind of what got you into teaching the trades? Um, what, what, you know, what's your class? What's your program? What's it do? Like quantitative, qualitative stats. Um, this one had special, special questions were like uh, modules you had to answer, like how you handled COVID. Um, and then, right. then there was one on social and emotional aspect you know what you're doing and stuff for this but like the general part of it, it's a lot of kind of about you about the program kind of letting you brag but the, the challenging part of the whole thing is uh you have to do it in 2,000 characters counting spaces and mm -hmm. sometimes that's real simple other times like i remember when i first filled out things i was way over i was like oh my gosh and so you really have to and I remember Tay and Barbercheck talked about it. you really have to try to, which is a good exercise. I go marketing yourself and your program quickly and to the point. Mm -hmm. I um, I'm looking up like you know what's fun is that if you look through these winners, uh, you know you can see like this guy's not too far. West Nyack, that's not far from me at all. Uh, and also these other people. These are good candidates for guests on the show. You know, I mean, if they're, yeah. if they're that, that, that's a good idea hitting up the uh, yeah. previous winners. They did all yeah. the work for me because yeah. it's a filter. Because because <laughs> if they made it here, they're probably pretty good. You know. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna look at this. And Oops. find out, uh, you know, what kind of, you know, the impact it had on their programs. What kind of stuff they did with the money and. Oh, yeah, these are the finalists for now, but the past winners too, right? Yeah. That's a good yeah, idea. And if you scroll down right there, that uh, I think it's up now. Matthew Kasten, Kasten, go down just a little bit. Springfield, yeah. Illinois, Capillary Career Center. That's, we send our kids to that. Oh, like, wow. So, like I said, we, we literally have two of us finalists in like half an hour circle. It's, so that was kind of fun to see. and. Awesome. But I didn't, I didn't see any other names I recognize on there. I was hoping to see some more names. Because, you know, like, like if you're a manufacturer, this is it. This is your list. You want to, you want the, you want to recruit like the, or you want to get your tools into the school. You, you want to like be a part of the future of the next generation coming up. This is it right here. It, they did the work for you. 
Yeah. You know, like, I, I, really, they should send this list. See, Harbor Freight has really taken the step forward. But every manufacturer in the U.S. should have this list. This is the list of the best schools, you know? Uh, so if you go, and then how do you find uh, past um, uh, past winners? Let's see. Go down to the bottom. No. Uh, is there like a past winner area? I think I thought there was. I've seen a past winner list because I've seen Barber Check's name on it. Yeah, that would be like perfect, you know. All right, well that's that's just an idea, you know. I could always contact them. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea, you know. Uh, just go through this list. Yeah, uh, that, that'll be where I'll you know try and contact some of the guests, you know. All right, cool. So that's pretty good. So Matt, congratulations. That's awesome. You deserve it, man. That's awesome. Thanks. This I'm pumped. Great. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. I found it in there. I was put it on the link, but I can't find it. It's oh, shared. okay. You got it? Yeah. Yeah. Set me up. Oh, perfect. Here we go. I got pictures and everything you got to take, Barbara or Bloomquist. Oh, this is awesome. This is it right here. This is it. I'll just use this. And every manufacturer should do this. Now, look at this. So, uh, uh, Santee. I know Santee. I got a buddy that worked there for like 30 years. Uh, so, he probably knows her. Industrial technology. I got to ask him. Yeah, that's interesting. And that, that's actually good because Santee was trying to, I don't know. They were always talking about closing the auto shop there. So, And the guy is so talented. So, I don't know. So, hopefully, this brought some attention. Yeah, I think we went through these once. Jort, Chambly, that's cool. Yeah, this is good. Oh, I see. Finalists announced. Oh, meet the finalists. Okay, so this is just like a highlight reel, but this is not previous winners. Oh, this is it from last from last year. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Previous winners. There it is. All right, well, I'll get the full list from them. Anyway. All right, cool. So uh, moving to the next topic, um, let's talk about, he's not here tonight, but Barbacek is working on something. Uh, it is, it's kind of like, um, like an app. An app. Uh, it's called Capable Maker. And, you know, if you go to the website here, I'm already, I'm already logged in one of them. So I'll just log, so I'm here. And uh, what it is is like, imagine if you had, um, imagine if you had, you, you, you don't know what project you want to do and you have limited resources. So what this does is it says, okay, you have this many resources. Here are the projects you could do. It's like a, re it's like a project recommendation list. Actually, there's three factors. Your resources, like what tools you have, what skills you have. And your material it takes those three it puts it in a blender and it spits out a, a list of projects the the list is made from shop teachers so you've got really good recommendations so for instance the way it works is you would say now uh, let's see let's say you got a combination square 
you got a circle saw, you got a drill press, jigsaw, handsaw, and let's see, um, project length. I don't know. You want to do uh, 10 weeks, 10 classes. I uh, will just put a, a big number. I don't want to limit it. And then um, can I, how do I do it now? Do I just hit go or something? Oh, search projects right here. That's what's actually, I, I think that should get moved into. Or, yeah, we told them to do it underneath of it or whatever. Yeah, because the thing is, you don't know where to, it should be here. Like go, it should be like front and yeah. center. And also it's white until you touch it. So it's kind of hiding over there. Anyway, so search projects. Oh shit, there's no project. <laughs> All right, let's get, uh, do, you have, do you have to click on any of the badges? Because I know you can earn badges for like your uh, skills, so you, you can assign badges. And once right. you, I can't remember if that matters or not, but pretty much. What if I go like this? No, drill, uh, bench plane. Let's see if it matters. No, it doesn't matter. There you go. I was missing some stuff. All right, so now, yeah. I don't know, let's see, you got, I'm just clicking on, it's very beta, do you understand, this is beta, all right, so if you click on this, boom, this is one of the recommended things, okay, I could see, yeah, you got a plane the wood, and then you got, you know, uh, uh, you got to jigsaw this out, Timmy's the woodworker here, what do you think, Timmy, you want to make this with your kids? I mean, I... <clears throat> I don't. I don't think that that would be a number one pick of a project. You know what I mean? Like we're going. You know, back. you got to get. You got to find. Pro, you got to find projects that are, um, you know, interesting to the kids. So yeah, yeah. I agree. Like he said, this is beta. Yeah, and these are some of these are just spot fillers. He said so. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take don't take the to heart to too much of what the project is, but he did make it where you as a teacher can load up your own projects and make your own guidelines for what the kids, you know, what tools they have to get or badges or whatever. So you, you're all your own projects can be uh, submitted into there and uploaded and stuff. So right. yeah, anybody that's testing it out, just remember it's just uh, example stuff. It's not. Right. And it'll be all. And it'll give you tools required, prerequisite, plans, supporting material, project theme, and duration. So, like, right now, it's a beta. There's a lot of placeholders. But imagine if this took care of it for you. If this was... Um... Okay. All right. Barbacek said that he had an airport, airport pickup, so he was busy. But he might jump on later. But anyway, yeah, so this gives you... Like, if you're... You fast, you need something or you need plans or, you know, whereas normally, you, like a lot of us, you have to search and come up with your own plans, which I like doing anyway. Uh, but this is going to take care of it for you. I think Barbara would explain it better. Is that that's pretty much what's going on, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I signed up the other day, actually. I finally got to my email that he sent me, you know, for this. So I signed up the other day. I have not really gone through it. But I, I do think it's a good idea because, like, you know, say you are a newer a new teacher coming in and, and, you know, you have limited resources, you know, in your classroom. You know, maybe you only have coping saws and, you know, bench, you know, block planes. You know, you, you got to find projects to do. And a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, like, you know, 
what would be good is that you know as this gets populated by teachers adding stuff uh you know that would be good what what's also cool is that you know this is an opportunity to put tools in and then like let's say you had i don't know what how he's working the commercial side but imagine if you're a teacher this is now i'm speaking for just ideas i don't know if this is what his plan is but imagine if i want to put my plans in there and i had a tool i was selling then i would say okay well if you if you got this and you got this then you could use this tool and here's where to find it that would be the sales side the commerce side i don't know if that's his plan but you know that would be pretty good because then a lot of people would want to get in there you know, motivate people to uh, put their plans up there, you know? So, well, in yeah. the, the tools, you can totally customize your own toolbox and put actual pictures of your own tool. And then I know we talked about in that modification area, putting the low, changing that to location. So you would know to go check in green cabinet cubby four, and that's where the coping saw is or whatever, you know? So um, oh, you could, okay. you could totally, you can totally, the teacher, as a teacher, you can load that tool chest up or whatever completely to what your shop or whatever situation is uh, and actually have the actual picture of your tool. So especially kids learning, you know, know where to find things. And, you know, if they know where to find things, they're not asking you. Yeah. Yeah. Making the kids a little bit more independent. That's something I didn't think about. So the kids will have a login too. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna ask that question. The kids are kids also gonna be in? Like, would they be able to log into this too? Is that what he's hoping for? I don't know, but it sounds like yeah. I think be. I think the plan is to have like a, a student dashboard, and then there's a teacher dashboard that like the teacher runs the dashboard and can see the uh, the the idea. So you can see what all your students are doing, where they're at, what badges they have. Um, and badges, really, you make up your own. You can make up your own or use generic ones. The badges are like uh, you pass these requirements that work with the bandsaw or to use the planer or whatever, you know. So you, you kind of earn, just like in video games, you know, you earn your badges to get a special weapon or whatever, you know, game you're playing or something or upgrade your vehicle in the game. So it's kind of it's kind of has the theme. It's based around the idea of that, like, um, so that way the kids get more engaged and then, but yeah, the students are supposed to be able to have their own, their login. And then as a teacher, I believe you're going to have a dashboard where you can see the students. I, I don't know if it's gotten to that point yet, but that the, the involvement of this is, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. I believe. Cool. Uh, it's pretty exciting. I mean, think about this. This is the coolest thing part about it is that this is a shop teacher creating an app for shop teachers. I mean, that's like, excellent. I'm so happy that's happening. I think that uh, shop teachers are interesting breed of teachers where, you know, it, you know, some of us are engineers, some of us are builders and, uh, but all of us are trying to light the kids fire, get them excited about, you know, uh, uh, being an engineer or being a builder and then, or a craftsman. And uh, you never know what that's going to lead to. So, uh, you know, so there's, so it, you know, teachers like us have are multidisciplinary teachers. You know, we've got so many different pieces of background. So, you know, to have one of us, you know, step up and do one of these 
like a high tech thing, like an app. That's so cool, you know, because uh, why not, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, I think in the shop teachers, imagine if you're trying to support another shop teacher. That's great, you know? So, because, uh, you know, the schools are great and all, but there's, it's kind of a limited situation, you know, because it's just a public school, you know? Uh, whereas, you know, I think that Harbor Freight and then also, people breaking out and doing like entrepreneurship stuff. This is, this is important for inspiration and to support the shop teachers. Uh, because a lot of times you buy stuff for the shop and it's not built for shop. You know, like even to give an example, like I bought like the jet um, three in one combination sheet metal shear brake roll. And I had to come up with a, uh, a safety mechanism that's way better than theirs. Like a hold down safety. It's like 10 times better. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, so they should have consulted. They've never called me and said, hey, you know, do you use that tool that you bought from us? Because why wouldn't they do that? I mean, don't they want us to recommend it? You know what I mean? So it's funny that there's no follow up or research yet. That's what the shop is. It's like an R&D development tool. And we're, we're paying and, for it. And in the email we sent out in the newsletter, I put in a link that Barbara Check put a links to a Google form. So once you play around with it, you can give some feedback on it's real basic feedback and stuff, just kind of what you like, what you felt was important, you know. So yeah, you can because oh, nice. they're looking for feedback. So yeah. or just message Barbara Check directly through IG. Yeah, that's cool. All right, that's cool. All right, let's get to tonight's guest. All right, so Todd Clippinger is in the house, house, house. <laughs> He's got the bell. He's got yeah, the, bell. I can't, but the, the bell gets people excited. It's yeah, man. That. This is it right here. Yeah. I love this logo you have. Oh, thanks. I worked with, uh, I worked with, uh, when I was back in Billings and I was in business, I worked with one of the local um, design companies and came up with that. That is great. Yeah, it's like a kind of a, uh, yeah, Americana. Yeah. Kind of Americana feel. Yeah. That's cool. So give us like an overview. So uh, you're, I know you're, you're, you're talking, taking on a new position, but maybe go back a bit and give us a little bit of overview. Okay. Well, um, I'm excited to say, first of all, I did uh, just get notification a few days ago. I, I am, officially a licensed teacher for the state of Oregon. So nice. I'm, I'm, it's, it's such a relief and uh, to, to finally get that because now I can teach anywhere in the state of Oregon. And of course I was taking classes on top of developing a new woodshop program and, you know, just being a new teacher, which is challenging in and of itself. So, so I really, I really, I really, All right. <laughs> That I'm licensed now. So anyways, awesome. yeah, but how did I get here, you know, backing it up a little bit? Um, I, I was um, um, back in 97. I got into the trades. I was burnt out. Uh, I was working for Costco and uh, I worked eight years for Costco after the military. So um, I kind of got burnt out and, and I, I wasn't moving up and I had nothing really to show to demonstrate it to Costco that I was uh, worthy of moving up. So I understood that. And I realized, well, I can either go to college for business, which did not appeal to me, 
or I could uh, go out on my own. And so I got into the trade and I started my own business from nothing. And, um, and so I started out as a handyman and within seven years, I became a juried artist. I was self-taught with furniture and furnishings and uh, I got juried into the Western design conference. And then, um, I got, my work was shown in museums and in galleries, art galleries and published and, and then at a certain point uh, in my career, so I had about 21 and a half years, and um, I, I'm not going to lie, I, you know, I, I, I wanted, I wanted, I needed a change. I, I was doing pretty good, but I did feel like I needed a change. And uh, Andy Chidwick, who is a furniture maker and uh, one of my peers, good friend, he, um, he had actually started teaching in Salem at North Salem High School. He had taken over a program. And uh, it's a really strong woodshop program. And the district was expanding that program. And um, as it turns out, Oregon also as a state has been, their big push has been to hire people from trade to teach trade. That's and great. That's, that's how Andy got hired. And when I got hired on, he, he dropped my name because actually the school was having difficulty finding anybody that they were excited about. So they were mostly getting, they had a dozen people they had interviewed and most of them were teachers that had been teaching for a long time and they just kind of wanted an easy way to glide out a fun class to teach, if you will. And, um, and they, they asked, Andy was on the board of the people that were, he was part of the group of people that were looking for the new teacher and he suggested me. And uh, when they asked if he knew anybody, he suggested me and they said, well, call him. That's <laughs> this was great. Like, this literally was like right after they had interviewed three people and they're sitting there going, man, no way, no way. Andy, don't you know somebody that we could hire from the trades and, and just get, you know, he could use, uh, get his, you know, license uh, through, you know, the pathway, you know, through teaching. And he goes, well, I know a guy, but I don't know if he's interested in leaving Montana. And they said, well, call him. And he texted me right then, and I had just got home, sat down next to Rita in the kitchen, and I said, I looked at my phone, and I told Rita, I said, well, they're looking for a new teacher in Salem, Oregon. You interested in going to Oregon? She said, let's go. And wow. I texted back, sure. And he called me, like, right then, and that started the whole process. So it's kind of fun the way that it all happened. And um, so, yeah, um, I was part of that expansion. And also when I was doing my schooling, uh, taking my classes to get my license, I was taking classes with a lot of other people through a lot of different trades. You know, everything from cosmetology, 3D um, animation and robotics and engineering and, and uh, business, um, everything you could think of in CTE. There were there was quite a cross section of people uh, representing those. Also, were hired from trades with years of experience, fifteen to twenty years of experience, and and the the the, the state is placing a, um, a high value on that. So so um, then we all have three years to get. Our, once you're hired, you have three years to get your license, or you're done. So, yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. I, I want to back up a second. First of all, congratulations. Thank and you. <laughs> also, I want to say thank you for someone who you're in the trades and you want to be a teacher. You know, that's not an easy thing to do. 
You know, a lot of the trades people, they don't want to teach, which I, I understand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like hanging out with teenagers while, you know, running a table saw is not something a lot of people want to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, like for instance, me, I teach, you know, I love teaching the kids welding or machine or engines or whatever. And to me, it's amazing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me back up a sec. So congratulations and thank you. Okay. Thank yeah. you for jumping in. More trades people, uh, you know, maybe they would. I think more people would if the door was obvious, but I don't think it's very obvious. Uh, no. And we could address that. But let me back up a second. Uh, this stuff here, is this the stuff that you were showing in the uh, – I say stuff, these pieces of artwork. These yeah. are the things that you made that were in the shows? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. that's, a, that's a Frank Lloyd Wright inspired. Oh, yes. Originally, I call it a prairie chandelier. And, and that, that is a stairwell tower to a, um, a parking garage at a mall in Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. And, and so then if you remove the window grid and put in a shoji pattern, and I, I have sketches where I played with like shoji pattern grid the whole way and then like halfway, a third of the way. And basically I, I play with half, I keep it simple. I play with, you know, whole half, a third, two thirds or quarters and just played with it. And then, yeah, so. Well, I, I, one of my favorite art, uh, art, uh, architects is Frank Lloyd, right? I really like, um, uh, uh, I love his style. Is it, wait a minute. Am I getting this confused? Did he, is he the one with the school in Arizona? No, that's him. Yep. That's him. With Talisia. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, you know, when I was there once, uh, uh, oh, wow. you, that's pretty cool. It is, you, it's you a great yeah, it's a great place to visit because what it is is that Phoenix area has built up, but not this school. He bought the land and, and it was because it was, I think it was too cold in Michigan or something at one season that he had his school and he just moved everybody out West wow. in like one shot. They just caravaned it out there in the fifties or something like that. And he, you know, it's like, I don't know, like 10 acre or no, maybe no, it's gotta be like 50 acres or something like that. I have no idea, but it's not, there's no malls, there's no parking lots, you know, and it's just the building, the, the visitor center. And then you can walk around and check out all the buildings that they built. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, so that be yeah, that's that's one of the projects, and um, that, you can see uh, the influence. Was, the it looks like falling water popping out the side there, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So, but, but what's cool is, you you know, I just I I'm self-taught. I'm very observant, and I can I'm good at grabbing the essence of design and placing in something else. It's I mean, I'm just doing whatever what architects are doing too. But I'm just self-taught, and I don't have an architect's degree. But I'm doing that. I'm doing designs. So it looks like your piece. <laughs> there you go. A, yeah. Yeah, you've done a good job. So the Dana Thomas houses in Springfield, Illinois, um, oh. which is a prairie style, and those lights look 
dead on almost to what like some of the stuff in that house. So yeah, you nailed it, man. That's awesome. Oh, I've been, I've been to a few a few um, Frank Lloyd Wright homes. There's one in Springfield, Ohio, that actually I became friends with the guy that did the furniture that recreated the furniture for it. And then um, uh, in New York, I went to some, and uh, when I went up to uh, the Roy, Roy Crofters Village and visited, um, um, oh, I just dropped it. Um, crap, they do the 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 mission style furniture that's um, stickly. I went to the stickly, and I, you know, I kind of did a tour. And turns out, I I was staying in Silverton out here uh, my first year I had an apartment and I was like two miles from a Frank Lloyd Wright Usonian home that uh, has been preserved. So that was kind of fun to go see. What, what, now I, you know, I'm not very versed in this, but Stickley is this style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stickley, the company actually does more than just the arts and crafts style. So arts and crafts would be the style Stickley is the company and stickly actually do they do like a lot of different styles like the you know they got federal furniture was a big one i remember that they did and and i i, I can't remember what else but yeah so stickly actually they do a broad range of styles and their show the showroom i went in had i was blown away i thought it was all different companies it was all stickly but uh that's kind of what we know stickly for that was so famous it was this the arts stuff. and crafts style yeah arts and crafts style okay yeah interesting without going too deep down that rabbit hole that you know and actually probably tim knows a lot about this too uh yeah i you know i'm i'm the more into the metal and auto so but but this is like you gotta like Appreciation for American uh, uh, and European um, uh, woodworking mm -hmm. in the early part of the century probably yeah. doesn't come up much. I mean, that's all just part of an evolution, right there. Yeah, they're like like everybody's pushing mm -hmm. the stem, but what about craftsmanship from back in the day? You know, this is kind of how we got here. Uh, you know, to this point. I mean, yeah, know, this beautiful work. Like with this, this is definitely, oh, there you go. Stickly arts and craft right there. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, okay. Uh, very cool. Hey, where, um, Matt, where did you say that house was? Uh, a Frank Lloyd Wright house? Uh, Springfield, Illinois, Dana Thomas house. Because he, he's originally up, uh, what was it, Chicago Wisconsin? area? Or is it Wisconsin or Wisconsin? Yeah. He was Wisconsin, and then he also did because up in Chicago, it's Oak Park. I've been up to. <laughs> he had an office Park, and Illinois. a house up there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like a suburb <clears throat> of Chicago, but yeah, Dana Thomas out. Oh, is this his? Um, that's where I became a big fan of Frank Lloyd Wright when I was in like seventh or eighth grade. We. This no, this 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 was a commissioned house he built. The Dana, I, if you go to the Dana Thomas one, this one. So I've been there multiple times, and that was my first like experience of like a true architectural masterpiece. Or I fell in love with it. Like so, wow. the house I was in charge of designing this house that we built. So we have like the lower pitch roof and little wider overhangs, and I mean it's. It's not like a true prairie style, but you can see some of the influence from it. That's so um, cool. You know, 
it's like, and then you have your inset porches and it, it's like, he it's, he's really interesting to learn about. Like the dude's a, he's honestly, he was kind of an asshole, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, but he was also, also brilliant. His chairs were punitive in nature. <laughs> his what? His chairs were punitive. They were punishing to sit in. Oh, the chairs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and one of his famous quotes, one of his famous quotes was, uh, I, have, I don't know what house it was, but somebody was having a dinner party and the roof was leaking and they called him up and he told him, move the chair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, Damian, and then, like and then another one, you. maybe I think of the Dane, I think the Dana <clears throat> Thomas one, when he would come visit, Dana would move the furniture he would come back, he'd visit and move the furniture back in a place where he thought it was supposed to be and stuff. But like, there's a documentary on, oh, I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu or where I saw a Netflix on him. And it, I mean, it's really interesting. He's, I mean, he's a guy that he's definitely a very confident guy with his work and stuff. Uh, his, you know, his personal life was kind of crazy, a little bit traumatic um not the best person all time kind of thing i don't know it's just really interesting and, and his son is the inventor of lincoln logs too yeah you're kidding me no that that's kind of a neat neat that makes too. perfect sense <laughs> that makes sense that's so funny lincoln logs wow no kidding yeah i mean like the personal life of some of these icons yeah you got to take it with a grain of salt like even like like even like one of my someone who influenced me to pick up a welder and get into it was um, Jesse James. Personally, I have no idea what he's like personally. You know, they they get upset in the media about him and stuff. This doesn't bother me. It's just like I just want to learn about welding and 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 hot rods and stuff like that. You know, uh, you know who he's dating. I could care less. You know. So, yeah, personally, some of these icons are, like, you know, probably pretty difficult to people to deal with. But uh, nothing, I don't know. You got to put that aside, I think. Unless they do something horrible, you know, then it's different. Um, yeah, this is cool. I I recognize this. Uh, I don't know if this is, oh, I see. Yeah, I recognize that as kind of these, oh, no, I, let's see. I don't know. Anyway, so, all right, so. Very cool that we went back into Todd's inspiration. And uh, let's go back over here. Look at this. Well done. Thank you. I, so, I, did you yeah. see the uh, Tory Gate stairwell barrier? Uh, where is that? How do I find that? That's in the, that's in the gallery. Uh, let's see. Gallery. Oh, here we go. Uh, and uh, Damien, thanks for joining. Damien's uh, from, joining us from Australia, and uh, it's uh, daytime for him. Uh, he's got a bit of a sound problem. Oh, yeah, you got to fix it. It's like humming or something. No, it's bad. Bad. Like that. Is your mic not plugged all the way in, Damien? Yeah, you got to replug that mic in. Uh, I'm just going to mute you for a second because it's taking over the sound. Uh, sorry about that. Anyway, Damien's coming from Australia, and uh, it's daytime for him. And uh, so, just to give you a catch up, Todd's coming from Oregon. 
and he's a craftsman and he's breaking into the uh he became a licensed uh shop teacher so he's excited about that and we're just diving into the history here uh but damien unmute yourself anytime you want it's just that the mic for some reason was buzzing like it took over the whole thing so we had to mute you okay uh so uh todd tell us what which oh wow look at this Yeah, that's really, really well done. If you scroll to the bottom, you'll see the house that those are in, and they're frankly right inspired home, and that my brother and I built back in Ohio. Here? So, I mean, go clear to the bottom. Okay. There'll be a frankly right inspired home. There you go. Whoa. And you can go up one more picture above that. Whoa, look at yeah. this. Yeah. So my brother and I built that. Back in Central Ohio, Centerburg, Ohio, oh, and that that's really nice. like that's like a mile from where I grew up. I mean, from my mom's house. That is so, awesome. Yeah. Wow, that is absolutely beautiful. Is this the inside? Uh, no, that's actually some neighbors. My brother and I put a bar in. We converted the. We finished out the basement and put in a bar. Oh, nice. The people entertain, entertain people, you know, they have parties and stuff. So. I like this detail. Yeah, the, it's uh, B.O.B.'s bar, Bob's bar. <laughs> that's awesome. That is cool. Yeah, so my brother, that's, that's actually, well, that was one of the last pieces I did as a business. And uh, there's $1,800 right there. Wow. Knocked it, out, knocked it out in like four days. It was, it was a lot of fun. That is cool. So I, you know, I haven't done much woodworking, so uh, I don't know what it takes to get this curve going. But yeah. it looks, that looks amazing to me. Well, thanks. Is that I, is that I curved? Just, I, in, yeah, is that curved in both directions? Yeah, it's curved in two directions. So that's so, difficult. So wherever wherever it faces, no, it's not because if as long as where it's facing another leg, it's flat. Then it's fine. You got four sides. You curve the two outsides. You're you're good. Then it's easy on the inside. Ah, okay, all right. So it's still, but it still has that appeal of, and that's all reclaimed. It's all reclaimed. Wow, that's cool. And yeah, uh, yeah. and what now? And this is just a live edge, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's doing these uh, what, the river tables, and I'm always thinking to myself, like, I don't. I know it's cool. I know it's cool. But like to me, I'm like, but you're adding plastic to the wood why are you doing that <laughs> I, it, it's up to people you know i never did them but i also um i mean i had a couple of slab tables that were on the on the books to do before i left and um and when i shut my business down i had to drop them and one was bid out at twelve thousand was okay and the other one was was uh, bid out at fifteen thousand and that one had the green light too I was, wow. I mean, at the end, I was doing, I was doing work for pretty wealthy people and pretty high end homes. Like I had work going in, I went into like a $16 million home. I wow. did, I, I hand carved, I hand carved some railings that had to go, um, they went up the stairs and then they had to, they had to completely turn 180 degrees and I hand carved to match what they, another shop was running on the molder. And, um, so 
um, you know, I mean, I kind of hit a high water mark with a lot of my work. And all those guys were the ones that they they developed fracking. I was I was told at the time not to not to post or share who I was working for because it drew so much hatred towards oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, I, I, you know, I'm a car guy, so you know, and I the fracking thing, I know, like, uh, you know. I'm an I'm into energy is what I meant to say. Yeah, but listen, all within reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like electric cars and solar, of course. But you know, let be real. Like, what if I use the stove tonight? It's gas, and yeah. you know, and I rent. So sure, you know, if they had some sort of incentive program and I could get solar for the place where I'm renting, uh, great. You know, like all within reason. We're headed in the right direction. I think. You know, obviously, you know, fracking is there's some controversial stuff to it. It's true. Like they they leave the wells open and the, da, 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 the whole thing. But this is like, you know, but just living on the planet, you're going to do some damage. You know, yeah, I, you know, and not, yeah, I didn't I didn't want to for, get into any, uh, you know, into uh, any political or, yeah, or yeah. discussions, you know, that would spark a fire. But, it, you know, it's, it's funny to. At the time, I was just like, and and I worked for a lot of wealthy people. They they said, I don't want to see this on the internet. I don't want to see, you know. And you just respect that. And what's interesting, I've mentored a lot of people, a lot of other guys that have gone professional. And um, and they when I tell them when somebody says I don't want to see this on the internet, I tell them if they say don't take pictures of it, then don't take pictures of it. And, and I'm like, and the, the guys are like, well, how do, how do I share that? How will I get more work? And I'm like, look, if you respect somebody enough that you don't take pictures of the work and you don't post it on the internet, then you have their trust and you're going to end up working for our, them and all their friends. So, yeah. you know, rich if, people if are rich say, friends. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, you look like an amateur if you're posting it after they asked you not to. So, right. you know, if you, you know, it's like, yeah, it, you know, you be the quiet professional, do your work and, and treat them right. And they'll take care of you You take care of them and they'll take care of you. Exactly. This is, see, this is amazing that you're, that you're willing to go into the classroom with, with students after this career. And I just think that's incredibly valuable. Well, uh, yeah. My long-term, my goal was to teach adults, but I could not work my business. It was, my business was not compatible with the sharing that I was doing online, actually, because you know, it takes time from that. So my long-term goal also was get licensed, teach kids, and also start, uh, you know, get it, get into a situation where I can also teach adults. So, um, you know, now I'm more in teaching mode, and I've got all this very legitimate experience. I actually made my living at it successfully. Now I can pass that on. But nice. um, I was wanting to pass it on and do in part that um, I was hurting a lot. My, you know, I wake up at night and my, my knuckles would just be throbbing and, you know, or my, 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 you know, it just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm breaking down my joints hurt and, and it's easier to, I, you know, it's easier to teach on my body than it is to uh, do the work. And I, do, I love the work. I mean, I love, I love production woodwork. I, I love doing 
I love I love the technical aspects of it. I love figuring it out. I love banging it out as fast as I can, but still also I'm doing like high quality work. I mean, I was, you know, that I kind of hit that high water mark where I could I could do it. I could do it well, and I had competitive designs, and I was well respected. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah, these are beautiful. So okay, so now uh, you're headed over to the. Um... That's the Japanese story gate there. Oh. Yeah, right there. Yep. Wow, what is that? That's a uh, closet. And so from the front, it's just an abstract. But the clients, and this is in that Frank Lloyd Wright inspired home. From the side, it's got a mirror on the wall. So it doubles the, it doubles the image and it turns into a vessel. Wow. I designed this, the, the clients were like, hey, we have an idea for a closet. We'd like to uh, go out to dinner and discuss this. And and the client literally came up with an idea of that S curve on a napkin, truly a napkin sketch. And uh -huh. I, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And and so I built those. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. What is it about these that is just everyone really is attracted to this design? You know, it's just such a cool thing. I don't know why. You know. Yeah, so, you know, and it's it's the uh, what's so cool is I not only built those design and built those for that house, I built the house. Oh yeah, <laughs> with my brother. So yeah, that's awesome. Frank Lloyd Wright designed uh, off nature. Nature is beautiful. Well, oh, and, right. and actually, a lot of his designs. I think what really kicked it in for me was when I went to the uh, the house in Springfield, Ohio. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but but he had started building the house and he went to Japan and he came back and he's like, we got to stop. Mm. I've got new ideas. And that was when he first implemented his, his uh, Japanese influence. So, you know, really. Oh, and there was a book. I'm kicking myself in the butt because I have the book, 50 Views. Uh, what is it? Frank Lloyd Wright, 50 Views of Japan. And there was a book somebody else had done. It was uh, uh, Japan, 50 Views of Frank Lloyd Wright. Because the influence went both ways. Mm. And I, I, I saw that book and I didn't buy it. And I'm like an idiot because I've never seen it again. Oh, that's funny. So and I, I took welding, but I didn't have time to, to, number one, invest in the materials or invest in all the tools, get my skills up to speed. It was easier to work with metal guys and get their input and collaborate, which I really enjoyed doing. And, of course, I could be building a top while they're building the base, and then we would go do installs together. So, it, you know, the metal guys use me back, too, when they would design a handrail or, you know, we would design a handrail together. They just like we design tables together or chandeliers or, you know, handrails and whatever. But, but they, we would use each other back and forth. It expanded our workforce. And then I would, you know, they, I would go over and help load up the metal, and they'd come over and help load up the handrail on my end, and and then we'd go do installs together. So it was an easy way for a small business to expand your workforce, but not also have a bunch of employees or have to do everything yourself. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Good collaboration, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. So, yeah. So um, so you uh you shut it all down, and you're gonna you're gonna new chapter. New chapter, teaching, passing it on, yes, and 
I can't believe, I mean, this thing kind of fell out of the sky into my lap and it turns out I, I like it. <laughs> In fact, I love it. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, teaching's great. Same here, Todd. It, it is, yeah. It, so it, it, it's been a bit of a culture shock, though, the bureaucracy, dealing with the, the bureaucracy of the district, you know. Look, at all of us are nodding our heads. <laughs> even, in, even in Australia, he's on the other side of the planet, and he's like, yep. <laughs> hey, it's worldwide. It's a worldwide problem. <laughs> yeah. If you ever think it's just you, no. Yeah. Any That's my school. microphone now. Oh, it's much better. There you go. Yeah. I, I switched to the computer mic. Yeah, way better. That's good. That's funny. Um, you know, something I always tell uh, teachers, you, I mean, maybe if you already know this, but as far as bureaucracy goes, like I got a friend of mine, he has a bakery in, um, he's got a bakery in Englewood, uh, uh, New Jersey. It's awesome. It's a French bakery. He's actually Israeli, but he studied in France. And uh, he's amazing, right? He goes over to the part-time, he managed somehow, he runs like two bakeries. Somehow, he, he's also teaching at the community college, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. But, he, you know, I spoke with him one time, and he says, you know, it's really frustrating. They hire some people that they should probably get rid of. And he was complaining to me. And I said, stop right there. I said, this is this is not going down the right path. You're upset because of the people around you. You're upset because of bureaucracy and red tape. And I said, you got to teach for your students and for to expand your skills. The, the place where you are, like you just have, this is what I tell people. You're a teacher regardless of the location. Like it doesn't matter that you're teaching in uh, he's teaching in Bergen Community College in Paramus, or you could be in Ohio, or you could be in uh, uh, Oregon. Doesn't matter. Teach and 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 really just dedicate yourself to uh, you know projects for these students and develop your skills as a teacher. The the there's always going to be these bureaucracy things you got to jump through, and so these are don't don't do it. Like my point is, don't do it for the school location. Do it for the students and for your career, and you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Think, think yeah. big. Think, think huge. You know, and, and and everything will be fine because, you know, you could get into the little stuff. You could be like, oh, well, I don't like that. This they're 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 doing something with the shop. That forget it, forget it. Just just you got to just do something for your career and for your students, and everything will be fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I would agree. I know. I know. Um, uh, seeing seeing some of the payoff with the the um, the you know the progress that the students make and how excited they are. The parents are so excited. Yeah, um, that's the big payoff. You know, when when mom starts crying because their son, you know, all of a sudden had a reason to get up and go to school. Yeah, and <laughs> so, shop you know, that. And shop class is like, shop class is like a, a an incubator. It's a yeah. it's, and it's protected. It's like a bubble. Yeah, whereas all bit, the other yeah. classes, yeah, all the other classes are kind of like the states involved and the Pearson education yeah. is involved and and all these. Well, yeah, I'm like I, I recognize I have I kind of have it easy. It's a fun class, 
so it makes it easier for me. <laughs> but yeah. what the kids don't realize is I'm, I'm tricking them into using math and geometry. Right. <laughs> and strengthen their writing skills by doing sketches and notes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I'm still supporting the core classes, but we're, we're giving them a chance to put it into action and, and teach them problem solving skills. So, yeah, exactly. Um, now also at some point, did you try and start up some sort of school at some point? I think I remember that. Well, yeah, I was going to sell stuff online, but the fact is, and I, I did kind of start to mention this earlier. The fact is me having a business with clients that are willing to pay me a lot of money and, you know, Good, good, good amounts of money does not it directly competes with my time, you know, doing stuff online directly competes with my time to provide the service that I should be providing for those clients. And, and it was very difficult for me to, it is just very difficult for me to run it, you know, to run a business, which was running and, and I was succeeding and then try to do something else. I, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not, you know, I, yeah, that's I, got, a lot. I got good money going over here and, you know, we don't, uh, I, you know, the thing is I, I, I hit a point, I needed to do expand too. I, I really had to expand and I had had people work for me and, and I really enjoyed, I did enjoy, I had some guys I took in under my wing and I knew, I knew, you know, some guys would complain about uh, training your competition but the fact is most of those guys didn't become my competition they became people that i could rely on and i used them when i needed them and you know some of them they were no good and i never used them again of course but i knew that they were all going to go out on their own but um i really oh i, I see really there, there, let me just interrupt for a second there's a hesitance yeah. i know this is a kind of like an old school thing there's a hesitance to bring on people because you'll train them and they could just leave Right. Well, I never had a problem with that in that I, I brought guys in under my wing and I, I taught them and I was excited to teach them and, and then they would go out on their own and, and I would hire them back. I'd call them up and say, hey, I need help with this project. You know, I need an extra man on it. And here's what I'm looking at. You know, we got this much involved in it. This is much is for you. You know, what do you think? I mean, I paid them as a sub, you know, or sometimes I'd say, I need, I need you know, are you interested in this project? Let's take a look at it together and we'd figure out what it would take for the two of us. And then that was my bid. And then, you know, I got my money. They got their money. My metal. Yeah. Like a rising, money. rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they would call me back. So there was a great pool of people. We all used each other that, you know, had grown over the years and we could rely on each other. I knew, I knew that they, they keep the house clean. They wouldn't ding the walls. You wouldn't find him sniffing somebody's, you know, the daughter's panties, um, you know, really obscene things that have happened when I was in the trade. And, you know, I could trust these people and, and they would do high quality work, keep privacy private. And, you know, when it was required and, um, and do oh, good I see work, when you install, when you go to the job site. Yeah. 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 yeah you got to trust people on the site because you're going into someone's home. Yeah. got no idea. You start going into homes what people do. And it's like, you know, I was working with a higher level of, you know, over the years, I, I filtered out all the, all the, you know, dirt bags. And, you know, I, I, I was working with a good group of guys. Yeah. You know, they showed up sober. They showed up on time. They were professional. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I yeah. got you. Wow. That, that's, a hard, that's hard to hit in the trades. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's difficult. It's not easy being a business owner. Uh, you're out on your own, you know, and, and yeah. work's going to show. So if there's yeah, and re bad reputation spreads probably faster, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so. But I, anyway, had successful business, really didn't have the time to turn that over into to teaching online. And I still would like to do that. But, you know, I'm like, I, you, what I was doing, there was no way I was going to have time. I could not successfully split, split my time. No, what do you mean teach online? Like you were going to do craftsmanship classes? Or oh, something? oh, oh, you know, well, so either, you know, I have my own ideas for plans. I, cause basically I was planning and designing my projects for clients. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I can design, yeah, so, yeah. you know, sell my own plans and ideas and, and the information to how to, so, oh, okay. or, or also like, um, uh, I had the, the gal that was, uh, Kim McIntyre was teaching or uh, running Pratt Fine Arts and, and she asked if I'd be interested in teaching out there too. So, you know, schools like that, yeah, I would, you know, I'd be interested in going and doing something. Now, can we, let me just check out your YouTube channel here. What is, what's the main focus of the channel? Um, I just started sharing information, but you can see I haven't done anything for years. Yeah, that's okay. There's a lot of subscribers. Jesus. Uh, so, the, you know, dust collection. Yep. Sandpaper, saw stop demonstrations, air compressor, small small parts, super dust. Oh, the small, cutting small parts. I just shared that with somebody else uh, recently, and the info is so good in that. <laughs> Look at this. You're contemplating the small part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is fun. But no, seriously. And the thing is, I didn't like do some research and then come up with this stuff that I share. I mean, I did it for a living. This is the way that I get it. <laughs> this is that's a great <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah, what do you do about mitering small stuff? Oh my god. Yeah, you need a holder of some kind, right? So yeah, and a lot of people were like, "Well, just cut it, just cut it with the hand." So I'm like, I, I'm a I'm a powerful guy. So yeah. So anyways, too, because because of my background and my view of things, also I've been teaching kids. The a lot of the other uh, you know when I with with even with middle schoolers, I'm teaching them to use the miter saw. Yeah. And the other middle school teachers think I'm nuts. So. Oh, I see. Because it's like, oh, it's risky or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I've I've had I've had really good results. I've had a few people not hold the piece, and it you know blows up in the machine. But yeah, but wow. but I, I've had really good results with with teaching table saw and miter saw. But the projects are simple too. I mean, they're simple. Now, uh, oh, and uh, did you start teaching already? Is that uh... I've been teaching for three years. Oh, okay, but it was you had to get certified. Yeah, so here's what my pathway to licensure was. I had to be teaching, and so that was on shaky grounds. You know, wasn't sure if I was going to be teaching when COVID hit. Right. Um, I had to be teaching, and each year there was, you know, benchmarks that I had to hit for classes that I was taking that showed progress to getting my license. At the end of three years, I submitted 
the last of my, you know, I got, you know, this stuff done and, and then I was either, at, you know, okay or not. And that just came through. Oh, that's just, great. Just, I got the official email on Saturday morning. Wow. So, said I'm licensed. So, so you, you taught through COVID. Yes. Online. What did, and I had to go online too. What did you, uh, how did you handle that one? Oh, terribly. <laughs> I, you know, uh, actually we, the thing is, I think I lean more heavily on, uh, drawing and, um, you know, just, just drawing ideas. Kids are, kids are so naturally creative anyways, but what we're trying to do is formalize that instead of just starting to build a bike ramp or a ramp for their skateboard is pre-plan it, plan ahead, you know, and then, um, sketch it out, make a list of things, point out details. So I, you know, I show them how to do make, make working drawings, start out with rough sketches, something cleaner, and then actual, you know, um, uh, what do you, you know, um, scale drawings. And then also I start then, then advance to like using the, um, kitchen designer for Lowe's, um, is a great way to, cause, cause the kids on the Chromebook, it's not a program they had to load on the computer. They could use the kitchen planner from Lowe's and design kitchens. And actually I had kitchen kids design legitimate kitchens with the Lowe's kitchen planner, which I was blown away. Middle schoolers. Wow. And, uh, and then also, um, talk about, you know, by manipulating materials, making it stronger. You guys probably do this, you know, like the bridge project where, oh, yeah. and, and you start out with a piece of paper, piece of paper, you know, just sags over, but then you start bending it and adding strength to it. Same thing with metal and, uh, the way that the woods manipulated to make it stronger, build a bridge out of paper, you know, show. And there was a point where, uh, I won a grant and got a whole bunch of maker kits and it was, a, it was just Ziploc bags full of random stuff. And I sent those out and, uh, and then I would give, do a challenge and the kids would just use whatever was available in the maker kit and, you know, come up with something. And, uh, origami was a good one, but I was really disappointed that the kids didn't, for some reason, didn't like it. <laughs> I was just like, this is freaking genius. It's got uh, geometry in it. There, you know, and there's some where you've got to measure over halfway or a third of the way and then fold it. And, you know, it kind of involved figuring those things out, but they did not like the origami. It was, the origami was a bust. <laughs> I wonder, uh, I tried a little origami, except I did it more in of, um, uh, structural. So like make it, you had to make a tube and put as many books as you could on top. Oh, wow. Yeah. At a certain height. Yeah, so basically yeah. a paper bridge. Yes. Yeah. And another one was, could you hold, how far oh, away? Oh, instead of this way, on end. Okay, yeah. so compression. Compression. And then yeah. the other one was, uh, how far away can you, like if you took your, if you folded a piece of paper, how far yeah. away could you put your cell phone and you had to have divisions lined out? Very difficult to get even an inch away. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you can't, um, you can only hold it with one hand and you can't wrap the phone. So it's like you had to make like almost like a, it almost looked like a fan folded. Oh, and, okay. Uh, 
yeah so kids did that that was good uh yeah. Yeah, anytime it involves failure subjective projects how pretty is the is the is the uh, the origami eh, i don't know how many kids you know maybe they won't be into that i'm not sure what happened there but that might right. be why i don't know well you know it's it's i i tell the kids and parents look i'm not trying to make carpenters out of anybody or furniture makers cabinet makers i'm not trying to make construction workers out of you guys but i'm you know woodshop's just a delivery vehicle to deliver the lessons of but, you know, learning problem solving, putting math geometry into action and, you know, pre-planning, troubleshooting. So, you know, when the kids leave my class, I'm like, you know, when you guys move on, think about these things. If you like doing this, you've learned the same things that are needed in engineering, you know, and design. If you like art, you know, we, we, we cover some design process and even just come up with design. And uh, the kids are very artistic. So, you know, that's the great thing about, I made a great living being, you know, combining all these things, technical knowledge and information, hand skills, the physicality of it, being artistically creative and, you know, problem solving. I, I loved it. That's awesome. I had a very fulfilling career doing that. I'm very, I get very excited about it. The kids get very, I get them very excited because I, I show them pictures of my projects and and talk about the challenges and the money i made or didn't make you know and so yeah that's that's well very well put you know uh for people that are listening to this if they're considering becoming a shop teacher a lot of the a lot of the the general idea behind the shop teacher thing is like oh well those kids aren't going to college or whatever so like oh well they're going to trade no no no, 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 no. this is just a, a vehicle like you said towards teaching them about, you know, application, you know, it's just the application of ideas yep. in three dimensions, particularly. That kid, yeah. That kid going to MIT, the engineering program, they need to have their brain connected to their hands too and learn yep. these things. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that's pretty cool. You just giving them confidence in using tools or machines, you know, kid right. might be afraid to, you know, use a saw. When he comes into your class now when his home is more uh adept to using it and then, then maybe he won't be afraid to cut the grass right you know? yeah 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 exactly and you know what i mean i've got kids that come come back they're like my mom wants to do you know she's like bought some furniture at the yard sale and we're collecting this stuff and we got a we got a miter saw but it, she doesn't know how to use it he learns in my class he goes home and teaches his mom how to use a miter saw and then, they, you know, they started using the tools that, that I'm teaching them in class. And, and then, you know, they're building furniture, replace, you know, repairing furniture and painting it up, you know, using the YouTube videos plus the information that I've given. And, uh, and they're doing this stuff at home. Yeah. One of my students during COVID remodeled his parents' uh, bathroom. Oh, man, that is so cool. Convinced That's his mom to remodel the bathroom that they wanted to do and it turned out good like he did a good job he's he's really good at it. like i mean he's That's awesome yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. talk about talk about taking it home with you i think you know it's it's so impactful too you guys realize too and you guys well i'm preaching to the choir here but for everybody that's watching it's so impactful to give them some success at this point in their life and what that does for them 
from there on out. Not necessarily just trying to make them partners, like I said, but just enjoying that success, being able to figure something out and then and then be able to to execute it. I, I think is incredibly powerful at, the, at this point in a person's life. Yeah, that's a like that's a very important uh, point that you're making. Is that you know I think the schools get wrapped up with um, this old saying of uh, you know education's not the filling of a pail or a bucket. Like you're not just trying to like check the boxes. Like okay, they did this, they did this, they did this, they did this. They, you're not. You can check all the boxes you want, but humans are designed to get rid of information that's unnecessary. So you might have checked that box because you gave them a test on Monday, but on Tuesday they forgot because there was no reason to retain that. Right. So what really you're trying to do is just light the fire, and then you know, you know, let and yeah. and or give them confidence or whatever it is, and you know, uh, you know, sometimes like for instance, there are. Like I teach on the side, uh, intro to welding. I have a, a adult, you know, fourteen year olds and up. You know, mostly adults take my class. You know, they they can figure it out, I'm sure. But what I'm doing is I'm guiding them through the most difficult part of the process, and then on purpose, we put two pieces together at the end of the class, and we put it in a vise, and we break it with a hammer, on purpose. And what it does is it shows them that like. The weld that they like what the shape looks like so now when they go home they know what to look for and they're like yeah. okay you know at least at least they have some physical experience with what a good weld is or isn't and then they could take it from there you know so yeah they could take so but but am i gonna like imagine if i instead i just gave them a test you know <laughs> like all right what does a good weld look like and it just wrote down that this would be this would not light the fire. This would not give, right. you know? Yeah, that, that's what I feel like. I think one of the things, too, that the difference between middle school and high school, not that they we're not trying to light the fire in high school as well, but in high school it becomes more, and especially the lot farther they go within the program at high school, it becomes very career-specific. At the, at the middle school, it's like I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to light that fire and get it going as hot as I can so that they'll start – wanting to learn and keep going with it so, yeah that's cool duke teaches uh middle school oh okay yeah and that's been my thing teach them as much as possible in the little bit of time that you have just my whole thing is exposure you know you're right yeah yeah uh you know we do a lot of the woodworking with hand tools you know up in eighth grade and then we get into the machines um robotics 3d printing oh but, cool like you, uh, everyone else said, you know, throwing sparks, you know, you're trying to get one of those sparks to light a fire and, you know, take the classes uh, in the high school. You know, it's job security for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So nice. Uh, uh, and uh, Nick, you're teaching high school or middle school? Yeah, high school. Uh, okay, right, right, right. I started okay. at the middle school and then I graduated finally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck in high school. <laughs> That's so funny. Can't get past that twelfth grade. <laughs> yeah, me neither. That's great. Super That's senior. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because when I was there's there's actually a set of the Binga dining chairs in my gallery, and actually that's Andy Chidwick's design. That is largely my work, though, and and um, um, 
he I was out working on his house supposed to when I, I went to his house was supposed to do remodel his guys had quit and he had just come back from like the woodworking show tours that he was doing his guys had quit and um he's like hey I gotta run a class for adults which and one is said, it uh scroll on down there babinga dining chairs you can't miss them and um there okay. they are yeah and that's in andy chidwick's shop that's his design so so he's like i need these chairs built for a client back in virginia can you do these and i'm like yeah i can so i, I think of you know usually when you think of subcontractors you think of plumbers and drywallers and electricians but think of a subcontractor is actually building chairs <laughs> wow like look at the these are all compound curves yeah so um you know Anyways, Andy was, so I was building those chairs. Andy was running a school of, uh, for a desk or something. And, and I saw, you know, he had like four old people there. And this is the bad thing about, when you think about teaching adults, you think of teaching younger people that are going to do something with it. For the, well, he, he made a comment to me, and then I, I witnessed this. He said, the problem with teaching adults is it's usually old people that have disposable income they're 70 years old, you know, and this is just a dream vacation for them. And they're going to take it to their grave, you know, and, and teaching the kids is so fun because you know that you're sparking, you're planting seeds that are going to grow. Yeah. You're, you're, you have such an impact on somebody that's just entering the world, essentially the human race. So I, I, I like the, um, I like what we're doing by teaching the younger, by teaching the kids. It's, it's pretty exciting. That is cool. Yeah, you know, that's it's pretty interesting uh, perspective there. You know, it's funny. I taught, the oldest person I taught to weld was uh, 80 years old. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it, it was a couple of challenges in that. You need a pretty good auto dark helmet and magnifying glass. And then you also need <laughs> lights. Yeah, you need lights. But, but yeah. he did it. He did do it, and he fixed his lawn furniture. Which and oh. he, had, he had the money to buy new lawn furniture. That wasn't the point. But you're right. Like you know, yeah. So like, yeah. He's just gonna hang on to that, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and whereas if you get somebody new, yeah, they're gonna be uh, sharing the knowledge and and growing up, and they can have a whole career based on it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's so. wild. Cool. This is good. Well, uh, this is pretty cool, man. Um, you know, uh, yeah, you, you know, so now what's your next move is, uh, you got certified and then you're going to, um, uh, continue teaching. Nothing changes, right? Just the cert. No. So, right. So now I'm licensed. I am open to teach anywhere in the state of Oregon and, you know, to get my teaching, to get certified and uh, to be clear, I don't have a teaching degree. I'm certified to teach CTE programs, construction trades only. So, um, you know, and did you and, and just so we're clear, you, did you have a college degree? Zero college. That is perfect. I'm glad that you said that because, um, you know, a lot. I think a lot of uh, trades people are probably not going to jump into teaching because it's. You know, they say, oh, you have to have a degree, at least in the States. But it's not true. You could, no. if you're teaching CTE, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. 
So that was the thing, going back to Oregon's big push is they put a high value on people that have CTE experience to, to hire them out of trades to teach that trade. So, yeah, that's and, cool. and it's not, it's not just construction trades, it's automotive, auto body, metalworking, you know, and fabrication and, uh, you know, um, first responders, robotics, you know, all that stuff. Mm, so, so they put a, they put a high value on hiring people out of the trades to teach that. And I was just part of that, part of that push. But yeah. So I came in with not a day of college and I'm certified. I took, you know, it's sort of like this. Instead of going to get to school to become a doctor and going through that whole process, it's like becoming a physician's assistant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got you. That's cool. You know? Now, yeah. what about, what about, um, now I don't know what it's like over there, but you know, in, in, uh, in New Jersey, you have, you're, you're treated as a regular teacher. So you're part mm -hmm. of the union on the, on the first day of the fourth year, you get, uh, uh, tenure, which to be clear with people, that's not 10 years, it's tenure. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also to be clear to the people who are not teachers, if they happen to listen to this, it doesn't mean they can't fire you. They absolutely can. It just means they have to have a reason written down and a court has to decide whether it's valid. That's all it means. I, yeah. I don't know about the tenure thing, honestly. Okay, okay. That wasn't a, like part of the, well, when do I get tenured? It wasn't even a factor. It was just, yeah. You know. the, the reason it, you know, it, it's, it's. I, it's, I'm going to have to find out now. Well, here's the thing, you know, and I was talking to a friend about this the other day, you know, because a friend of mine is about to get it and he's like, ah, I don't care. I was like, okay, okay. Of course, this is not the reason you're teaching is to get tenure. However. Yeah. If you ever get a supervisor that decides that they want their cousin working there and not you, okay, this is the protection against that. Yeah. Now, is that going to happen if you're if you're doing awesome work? Very unlikely. However, it can. And yeah. so this would be the controls in place that they would have to find an actual reason. Are you actually doing a bad job teaching? And then and then. I would fire you. Like you, they have every right to fire you. I'm a hundred percent on their side. However, yeah. you do need some controls uh, against like just some frivolous person just doing stuff because they feel like it, you know? So that's, yeah. that's where the, that's where the tenure comes in. The only reason I ask is because in California, I have no idea how, but the shop teachers are excluded from the from the union. Oh, oh, interesting. as far as I know, unless I'm wrong, no. but uh, they're, they're not in the union at all. Uh, so there's no, no I, I can be, you know, in here you can choose to be part of the union or not. That's your oh, and shop teachers are not excluded. Oh, interesting. Is that yeah. how it is, Matt? You're, is that how it is by you too? Yeah, we have the option to not be in the union if you don't want to, which oh, wow. it's, I mean, all it does is say the union dues, it's, which aren't even that much. So I've, I'm not like a huge union person. I'm not anti-union by any means, but it's just like, ah, whatever. I, yeah, I, I'm on. I don't really. Yeah, it's got problems it's, on both sides. I'm not. I'm not advocating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope yeah. that. Didn't, I don't want to start that path down a discussion down that road because I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm both. I'm just saying it does help in some scenarios. That's all. 
I was just curious about what goes on out west. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, and I'm not well versed in all of it. I just, I have a very, very extremely topical, small knowledge of all that right now. It's like when you're, when you're working to getting your license, you don't give a crap about any of that. All you can focus on is, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to find my ass a lot, you know, as I'm, Taking yeah. all these classes. So. And honestly, the yeah. best the best job security is just to do a great job, which clearly that's, you're gonna do. Right. So that's the thing is, you know, you know, really what my plan is now. I don't plan on going anywhere. I love where I'm at right now. And I can see, you know, what's great is if you are licensed for the state, then you have options, you know. And coming from the, the trades, loose shutting my business down, coming to a place where I have no reputation. And selling off a lot of my equipment leaves me very vulnerable, feeling very vulnerable until I get licensed and, you know, having a little more security that way. So um, that was one of the challenges. I, I know I posted in one of my, in my last Instagram post about getting licensed, you know, one of the things that did hit me harder than I would, I, I just didn't see coming. Andy warned me was, you know, you will grieve the death of your business. And that is because that business was my identity. I was, I was Lord of, you know, I was King of my kingdom and in that realm. And, and I was very good at what I did. And, and, but that was also because of years of experience. And, you know, I know that I will, I'm self-motivated and I will, I will be that same person as a teacher. And I will, I will strive to give the, you know, most, kick-ass program that that can be and and you know that kids just are everybody wants in and the parents want the kids in it and the school the district wants the program to continue so it keeps me relevant but um yeah it's you know the goal is just to do the best that i can and 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 have a program that people are really excited about and that the the, the people see the value in well that's awesome yeah 100 percent. i could see you got a lot of energy it's great um so I, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I want to try and visit, uh, you know, uh, uh, that area. And so, you know, like, uh, you're kind of in an interesting spot in the country. Yeah. Where, you know, is this, this was, is like. I was just about to ask whereabouts in Oregon he was. Yeah. Yeah. Salem. Yeah. Salem. I've got, yeah. Yeah, got a cousin there. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, my wife's cousin. I visited a trade school in the north of Portland a few years back to try and find out what was going on over there. It was like a construction school. Took the oh, kids okay. out of the school for like half the day and um, trying to you know, claim some of my trip as business. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so I'm actually, if you look to the left of Salem and you see Monmouth and then Independence is there, I actually live in Independence, right on the river. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yep. There you go. I'm right by Riverview Park. You see that little? Uh, yeah, thing? right here. Yeah. Let's I'm go there. Tripping wrong. <laughs> I'm known for this. I, I like to just go straight into it. I guess it's like it's great. It's like just easy way to travel around. Yeah. 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 So we we just and so with. All this wow. going on with the license. I also just moved here. We we were out oh, in the so hills cool. outside of Dallas. Yeah. And um, so so we're like twelve miles from the school, but the school is 
our, the school I teach at is just a few blocks straight up from the Capitol. And uh, so <laughs> I was teaching, I was doing distance teaching and I was at the, the, the wood shop is outside the school, right? The rest of the main school building. And so when there were uh, riots going on and the helicopters flying over, everybody left school for the safety of the teachers. They didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Wait, where's this? Where's this school? Can we go there? Yeah, go to uh, well, go back to the Salem, and there'll be a marker for the Capitol. Yeah, so the uh, the custodian was still there, but everybody had gone home, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, what are you really doing here?" Yeah, so go on set, go a little bit to the west or east, just a little more, and you'll see you'll see the Capitol. Let's see, there's Liberty Street, go a little more east. It's, it's, it's on Capitol Street. Uh, go a little more, oh. just a little more east. There's High Street and then Capitol. There's Capitol. Where's Capitol? Oh, there's, uh, uh, let's see, Cottage. Oh, go just a little bit more. Let's see. Capital. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and then I'll go north just a little bit, straight up Capital. And there'll be D, it's at the Capital and D Street right there, Parish Middle School. So, so this year I taught at Parish Middle School. Previously, I taught at both, and the first year I taught at um, North Salem High School, which is, which is behind, yeah. Which That's is, awesome. You can see North Salem High School in the background. Here? No, no, back go back the other way. Oh, this so way. that building, yeah, right there. That's it. So I was running the first year I was running between two the two schools teaching classes back and forth. Oh my God. There were there were some days that I had to run back and forth twice. Three I'm times. Looking the, well, I'm looking for the I'm looking for the I start at the high school, run to the middle school, run back to the high school, run back. To oh wow! Uh, I'm looking for so, the duct, the duct work. That's oh, where you. That's okay, where you know so, where the shop class is. Okay, <laughs> so now the shop class, you see the the pickup truck. Yeah. Okay. Well, see that? See those safety cones? Yeah. That's where the wood shop was. That's uh, now the engineering lab, and uh, you got to go now to access the shop. You got to go like under that bridge, that skywalk. Oh, here. And yeah. Yeah, so there you, you. I know the the um, what is it? The streetcar didn't drive back in there, but no, no. <laughs> that's yeah, but so they, they need to give you they need to give you a golf cart, Todd, for driving back and forth. <laughs> oh yeah, there were days I was so lost, especially because it was my first. Year. So there's my shop. You get that's it. There. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, and I, I take cool. materials. I take materials in right, that overhead door right there. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. That's great, man. And is it true it rains a lot over there? In the winter, definitely. It, 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 it's been, um, so I think it starts typically at the end of October. And then instead of like when I was in Montana, you know, it would snow occasionally. It just rains. It just starts raining and just rains. And it's just kind of constant. And um, so moss grows on everything, fungus grows on everything. 
and uh, yeah. um, and then it dries out during the summer. It starts drying out in May. Okay, so, where, and, and, where and was the, it's fairly yeah. temperate here? Yeah. Where was the uh, like the area where where they is this? Oh, it's Salem. Okay, but in yeah. oh, this is yeah. not Portland. Portland had no. like a whole. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, that's crazy though. So they yeah. didn't tell you they just left you there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Capitol Street goes from the Capitol pretty much just into yeah. the Capitol building in the grounds right up to to my school. And uh, yeah, so that I heard the helicopter out there, and then the, the wow. they didn't like make an announcement over the PA or anything. They just told the teachers, "You guys, you guys need to go home for the safety of everybody." And I'm still working. Oh and, my uh, god. Custodian comes in, hey, what are you doing here? You guys are supposed to leave because of the security issue. <laughs> there, was, there was riots going on. And have you been to Eugene? Yes. I heard it's really nice there, right? Yeah, it is. So yeah. I'm trying to, I want to go to uh, uh, Arkhamoto. Yeah, I was going to look that up and see where that was at, other than Eugene. I mean, you know, specifically address. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. So, so you know what's really cool too? Just south of Salem, I don't know if it's thirty miles even. Anyways, is um, Albany, and they have some big wood turning symposium there. Oh, really? That pe people attend from all over the country. Yeah, yeah. I saw there was a, uh, Albany. That's so funny. Yeah. Albany. There's an Albany, New York, by us. Right, the capital. Oh, okay. Capital of New York. I did not. I did not realize that. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Wood turning. Oh, Tim yeah. left the meeting, but Tim's like a wood wood turning master. He's he's really good at that. Yeah, he's the man. He does oh, these. Cool. What do you call it when you use two different types of wood? Maybe a blonde wood and like a r red type of wood, and you put them together, and then you glue them all up. What is it? Segmented turning. Segmented? Yeah. That's cool. He does a good job of that. I figured the segmented turnings were going to be, I want to start introducing those this year. So hopefully, I went on a, did you guys have a bunch of extra money because of COVID? The COVID fund? Yeah. 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 I went on a, I went on a freaking shopping spree. And one of the things that I asked for was a, uh, was a, um, uh, an open, uh, just a small open-ended drum sander, a Supermax like 1632 so we could have the kids glue up segmented rings send them through to flatten them and clean them up you know and then this? um oh i see open it well well because if it's a if it's a ring yeah. you're going you're going across the, the across the grain and then with the grain and then across the grain again if it's a ring so so you have to run it through a sander do you say a ring well, yeah. with segmented turnings, you're you're creating a segmented ring. Oh yeah. And you're gluing you're gluing all those layers of rings together. Oh. But it's end grain to end grain, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why you have to send it through the drum sander. Oh, interesting. You know, it's funny. I have a lot of people say, "Well, I hope you aren't doing those stupid cutting boards." I remember everybody always this, you know, everybody had to do the cutting board. I'm like, you know, when you're when you're new at woodworking, a cutting board's a big deal. I mean, you know, there's so much to learn in that process. And granted, a cutting board might be one of the simpler projects, but you, you have to, 
you have to take the kids up. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you got it. You've yeah. got to start somewhere. Exactly. Well, parents love yeah. them. Or you want to give them to somebody else, your aunts, grandmothers, everybody likes a yeah. homemade project. Yeah, exactly. And, and cutting, boards, cutting boards are classic, and there's a lot of lessons in there. Which one Which one would you write? Right next, uh, no, to the left, too. Yeah, the Supermax nope, Superman. 1632. Right one. It, it's open-ended. Whoa. Not that one. Not that one. No. Oh. Max right to the right of the one you clicked on. This That's the one I have. supposed to be, that's it. Oh, do you? Yeah, I, I have that I, one. Honestly, I don't like open-ended sanders. I have a closed-end drum sander, and I know... There have been too many problems with the open-ended sanders, but I don't have room for, a, you know, a bigger yeah. closed-end one. I had a Grizzly well, originally, and then I switched to this, and I, I haven't had any sagging issues over the last five years. Oh, good. That's good to hear. So. Oh, is that so that you could... Oh, is that so board. you could raise it up? No, you can flip the board. So if you're doing a 32-inch wide cutting board or a panel door send it through once you spin it and send it through again because you're out past your right right because it's oh i see because it'll yeah because it's open-ended right yeah i was trying to think of the advantage i was like why don't you use it so it's it's not a planer because it's not a sander and it's open whereas a planer's got closed yeah okay i got is that the two features to understand it yeah, well, okay. like my my drum sander though is closed. It's got four posts, and you're restricted by it's closed on both sides. Yeah, more, more like like a planer. Okay, but then it, it doesn't flex because it's here, here. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Whereas this a little bit of stress, this 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 will hold, but not. Yeah, you can't put that much yeah. on it, right? Yeah, you, I mean. Uh, I think it's a quarter turn is a sixty fourth of an inch, and it's that's too much of a pass to take sometimes. Oh, I, yeah. And in general, you just can't take off as much as you can with a planer. It's it's yeah. a slower process. Okay. okay. It's a sander, not a planer. That's all I said to tell the guys yeah. when we had we had the jet at the when I prison I taught at, and I mean it worked great. We used the hell out of it. Like I, I loved it. But I, we always had to remind the guys that it's a planer, or it's not a planer. Go yeah. run it through a couple times and go finish hand sanding. Like it just makes yeah. the job quicker and easier. It's right. Yeah, level, exactly. level things out a little bit for you, but that's about it. Got it. Works great, man. Love it. Yeah, you know, get in touch with um, Tim. He does all these great turnings. Oh, cool. Yeah, he does stuff like this. Which takes a lot of planning, I think. Yeah, uh, see, that's the thing is, with segmented turnings, it slows them down. They do more of the work than me prepping, chainsawing up blanks for bowls. Because yeah. I spend a lot of time doing that, and it's terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this goes back to the light the fire thing. It's not really supposed to be. It's it just whatever the best way to get to... Yeah. You know, you get the kids to do stuff, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah. If that means, yeah, and if you're doing a forum and stuff like that, it's no good. 
Well, see, that's what's cool about the um, the cutting boards too. Is it's fairly it's fairly easy, quick turnaround, and you know I want to give them success, not get them too buried. As they progress, the 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 projects become more complicated, but yeah, they're I mean, ready for it. Then you can't bury them in technically complicated yeah. things. You know, I start and, I start my kids on paper before I give them sheet metal. I'm not giving. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I call it, it CAD computer aided or cardboard aided design. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, the nice thing about cutting boards too, it's a good way to s suck up all that scrap that Yeah. Like it's good practice. I mean, there's just we at the prison, we'd make the crap out of them for our our sale and just we just go through the scrap bin and just then people go crazy selling for like 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And we were going to throw it in a trash bin. Well, you know, in, in one of the, one of the first projects, one of the early projects they do as a skill builder is uh, I have patterns for kitchen utensils and kids can turn around a kitchen utensil. Usually the first one, it takes them two full periods and then they can start doing, you know, getting two done in like a period and a half completely, completely done. And then they end up selling them. They start selling wow. kitchen utensils for like five bucks, ten bucks a piece, and they get pretty excited about that. Oh, Barbacheck has a um, classroom economy where the kids produce stuff. That's awesome. And you can buy, and then people from the outside can buy it online. Uh, oh, cool. I, yeah, I bought one. He shipped it to me. Bought. He sent me a um, like a clipboard. It's like a job site clipboard. It's like a sheet metal box, like a shallow yeah. sheet metal box. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. What what the woodworkers in the group here? What's the black part here? Like what what kind of wood is that? That's an end grain cutting board. So it really you get you get a stronger contrast. Beautiful. Look at that. But it's probably walnut. Hmm. And is it stained ahead of time, or how does it look like that? That's the oil that they use to, you know, mineral oil. I always use mineral oil. Oh, and it just comes out yeah. like that. You, you wouldn't stain a um, cutting board. No, I'm going to try and keep it as natural as possible and then just an oil. That's yeah, it looks cool. like there's some cherry in there and some uh, hard maple, some soft maple. Mm. Wow, this is so cool. Yeah, I missed out on these classes. We didn't have it. You know, I mean, part of the reason, those, yeah, those are amazing cutting boards. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good. This guy, you know, Tim's uh, Tim's in there. Oh, look, we got the river thing going on. Oh, I see. He's got a going little barrier. Yeah, he's got a little barrier going. I get excited when I, I got like middle school kids going, Mister Clippinger, have you ever done a river table? I want to do a river table. Everybody, wants. Then, you know, they're seeing stuff on YouTube. Their, yeah. their mom's asking them, can you build this in class? Yeah. yeah. But at least they're watching that on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I get excited about is that now they're starting to go, oh, I bet I could make this, you know, and start getting hooked on it and seeing the potential of what they can do and that this is the possible. Oh, you know, one of the things I do is um, uh, when – it, it, one of the things they do, like if you go into a sports bar, you know the big TV's got sports playing, and you can't. There's no sound. You just see what's going on, 
and I will play woodworking videos like this oh. Tony Furniture or something like that, or Cobia Must Furniture, or that's a good know, idea. Woodworking videos, and I'll put together playlists. And there's no sound. We start working. You know, you got lines of kids at the bandsaw. Kids are over bandsawing and using the sander, shaping up the projects. And some kids are sitting at the table and. There, but there's just woodworking going on. And kids will go, and I love it when they do this. Mr. Clippinger, we we have one of those. We could do that. And they start putting together somebody using the, the table saw or the jointer. And you see, just think, and then they're going, oh, we, we have that right there. And, you That's know, a good idea. And I'm like, it's just, it's just, I just want to steep them in the visual aspects, because I can only teach, um, you know, I have to start them out small and teach them these simple things, but they're seeing the more progressive and, and complicated projects that are possible. And then now they're like going, recognizing the machines are a different brand, different color. And, but, but we have the thing that does that. Can I do that? Wow. That's so, it's so funny. Like I, I, I feel the energy you got, man. You're totally into this. <laughs> You're turning your your <laughs> shop into a like a wood shop sports bar, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea. So yeah, you know, cool. it's it, it's something I'm like, it's just so genius. The, the simplest thing to just just for sort of visually getting all this information. Yeah, why don't I? Why don't I should put in my orders. I should get a big screen and put it on the wall and just loop. Like hot rod movies or yeah. hot rod customization TV shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's a great idea. There's plenty of, of of anything that we're teaching. There's plenty of videos, mm. and you don't need any sound. You just yeah. it's all visual. That's a great idea, and it kind of spruces up the place because you know, like you know, shops, especially mine, it's a little bit drab because there's like you know, it's like. It's like army green. It's this color, like this, yeah. this, this, that mellow army green that's been around yeah. forever. <laughs> Why was that so popular? I have no idea. They must well, actually, have sold a ton of that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's sort of a governmental color. And actually, I, I there was a lady, one of the designers. She painted had had her this apartment complex. She designed in feng shui colors, and it was exactly that green. And she was talking about is uh, scientifically proven. To be a calming color, and actually, it's a color that they paint in prisons too. God, that's why we got to get rid of it. <laughs> I don't right. want them calm. I want them excited about building stuff. I, I think blue is supposed to be the most conducive for learning, and so when we oh, redid really? our, I think it's a blue hue is supposed to be really conducive. I don't know if it's the most, but even though our colors are purple and gold, uh, when we, we redid the wood shop. I paint one of the walls is blue, like a kind of a lighter, brighter blue or whatever. And everyone's like, why are you painting blue? We're, we're, our colors are purple and you gold. I'm like, just because blue is better. And then see, whenever our school got remodeled, we have all this blue in the hallways and stuff. And I'm like, you know, have you ever noticed how bright and calm and stuff the hallway is? I was like, there's a reason it's not purple. Like it, it, it's, it's purposely blue on a person. So I kind of went with that blue and, the shop is so bright and it's nice. I mean, it's small, but it's nice to be in. And uh, yeah, color, color, co color trickery works, man. Mm -hmm. yeah, cool. yeah. That's cool. Well, all right. Well, you know, we'll probably wrap up the recording here. Uh, this has been a real good, 
Hold on one journey. Go ahead, Duke. For uh, Damien's still here, too. Remember Jaden from uh, – so we talked – so a uh, couple of months ago, I went to a BattleBot competition, and it's geared more toward high school kids. So I did some research, and I wanted to find out some BattleBots on middle school kids because my kids take their robots. We use Vex IQ robots. And they usually do like a real try to solve a real world problem. So taking like hazardous material from this area to this area. But they ended up. Hey, Duke, let me just give some context. So a couple weeks back, we interviewed Duke got us an interview with like a young entrepreneur that makes battle bots in Australia. And he I think he shipped it over to you, Duke, right? So let, me pull, let me just pull up his website while you're talking about it. So we got some context on this. Hold on one All second. Right. So, what, uh, what, yeah, yeah, what's his name again? Jaden. It's on Arcobots. Arcobots. Okay, go ahead. So uh, I've been talking to him, and some of the rules, on it's tough shipping, like, batteries overseas and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to buy a couple on my own. He's like, look, I want you to write a review for me. And I'll send you two of my own. So they came. They came in the mail. Oh no way! Yep. Let's see it. These are from straight from Australia. That is cool. And you're the first one in the states to get first, them, right? Yeah, first one in the states to get them, right? So I got his business card. I got a stack of his business cards. So I'll hand them out to other teachers because I'm sure these are going to be pretty cool. Um, comes with the components. So there's like. Uh, you know, your different motors and your chargers, your USB chargers. Um, he does really good YouTube videos with, like, the circuit boards because there is some soldering involved. All right. So uh, there's a two-pack. You have this mini board. That's so here's cool. where you're going to have to um, do a lot of the soldering. Oh, look at that. He's got his logo on there. His logo on there and everything. Yeah, kid's 17 years old. He's thinking of all this stuff. It's unbelievable. Yep. And we also, uh, so he gave me some pamphlets as well. All right. And nice. then maybe a week before that, or two weeks before that, we had a, um, a 3D printer on there. Mantis printing. Ver that was good. Printing. Yeah, Mantis was cool. Right. So that's what oh! the bot is made out of. There we go. Wow. So these are your base models, like your base models, but the intent is for kids to design their own 3D printed part. And did, did, uh, did uh, Mantis printers print that for you? Oh, no. This came in. He printed them. Oh, these, are nice. his. these are his. He did a, a design using Tinkercad. So I got two of them. And uh, from Australia... Uh -huh. <laughs> the koala. The koala man. <laughs> nice. So uh, I think that's pretty awesome of them to ship that stuff. So I'm excited to uh, to get started. I do have to build them, two of them. Um, I did have to get the remotes from Amazon and the batteries from Amazon just because it was easier for me to buy them than him to ship them overseas. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. That's <laughs> awesome. What a great follow-up story. So, yeah, we had uh, – uh, it was back-to-back -back weeks where we had uh, – we had uh, uh, Duke kind of found us two guests. It was amazing. So we had 
uh, uh, Jaden from Arcobots, and then we had uh, what, uh, what was the guy's name from um, Mantis? Joe. Joe from Joe is like a young entrepreneur. He's in his twenties, probably, and it, so it's two young entrepreneurs, uh, both in similar areas, and yeah. you know, this was cool. So now, the, all the components are in that thing, but the design of the body of the housing that's up to your students, right? That's up to the students. Yep, he gives you like um, um, a basic tutorial on how to build. Like, some parts have to go like in these slots here, but that's it. Like the shape of the battle bot is up to you. Like he was calling this like a ramp or something. They have different names for these in the battle bot world, but you can change the shape of your machine any to any way you want. And then still, you know, you could, it's, it's probably a little bit expensive for the kids to take something, everything home with the components. That's this seems to be um, the reusable part, but they can definitely take home the 3D printed part, you know, and then give them a link to buy the components and the remotes on their own. That is awesome. You yeah. know, I, you know, it's funny. I, I need to talk to Jaden because I have a similar project idea for to teach electric cars and uh, uh you know, but so it would leave the design, the body design up to the students, but you just give them the components. And then the key factor is the efficiency, like how many amp, uh, milliamp hours it uses to, to cross, like, let's say, uh, I don't know, you know, a, a scaled down quarter mile or something like that, you know, like, so it's kind of like the evolution of the CO2 dragster. So it's pretty amazing the guests we have on because I want to learn from a 17 year old how to get into business <laughs> yeah not so much for the business part but just like how do you serve your your school customers really well like how do you do a good job with that you know and he must know a lot about reducing parts and and making it a good experience because obviously because it attracted you to how did you find them originally just on the web like i was wow. looking for um kirk from uh from bloomsburg He's he um he builds like fifteen pound um battle bots with his kids, and I'm thinking my middle school that's fifteen pounds. I'm like I gotta find a smaller one. He's like, well, I'm gonna run a competition with three pound robots. So I knew that they were out there. I just wanted to find them, and I found them and contacted them, and you know uh, watched a couple of YouTube videos about uh, his entrepreneurship and then him building them. I'm like I gotta talk to this, and then. He he came on the show with like one email, and then for him it's the morning. Oh yeah, it's eight o'clock at night. Oh, and it was was it because of COVID he was able to jump on? Is that why? I don't know why he jumped on. Oh, it's close to the maybe end of school. I'm not sure what, what the school's. Yeah. Like. I, I thought they were like on their break, or they had like a oh. holiday or a break between. Yeah, there he is. I don't know. The wild thing is, this is him at what at fifteen. Or yep. 16, but like there, that's the kid, which is like it's just unbelievable what he's done. Uh, there he is giving a presentation, like it, it's legit, like this is actually him. It's unbelievable. Uh, and we've got a good interview with him. Um, yep. uh, let's see, let me try and find it on, just give you a quick preview, and then uh, 
remember, I was like, your school district should be all over this. He's like, ah, the kids want to build CO2 cars instead. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, man. Well, yeah, we have the interview on this channel. So you just, if someone's watching this, just go through the video. All right, that's cool. Thanks for the update, Duke. It's arcobots.com. Yep. That is awesome. So I'm going to try to find somehow how to incorporate these in uh, my curriculum in the future. That is cool. All right. And maybe uh, uh, does it have to be 3D printed? What if it was made out of wood? Or I was thinking yeah, wood or metal, wood or sheet metal. I was thinking too. Yep. Or cardboard, you know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you never know. That's you cool. To call them up. I wonder if, you know. Did your school have a laser? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Cut, cut them out of laser or little bits of thin plywood or something like that. Good. I was, I was thinking I, on my, well, I call it a shopping spree, but. I come to realize you're really just requesting things. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you get you get denied or you know, okay. But anyways, I I requested a thunder laser and I realized we could do a lot of things with just thin stock, you know, with cardboard or one eighth quarter inch fly. Because mm. we'll be able to cut up to half inch material. Wow. But but quick. cardboard, I mean, there's a lot of you know, because the kids could design to accommodate the cardboard and then cut the parts out and then they join together. I, I harvested two years worth of Chromebook boxes for the cardboard just on the laser. Oh, wow. I had kids draw, you know, the, the rectangle. We put the whole box in, cut the one face out, flip it over, cut out the other. You have two sheets of cardboard. <laughs> well, wasn't it you that suggested the thunder laser? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I requested a thunder laser. I don't know if I'll get it or not. I still don't know. Nice. And does it go by watts? Like, how do you know? What's a thunder laser? That's oh, brand. thunder's just a brand. Oh, but it's okay. a, I, I upgraded to, like, the 100-watt laser. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot, I think. Right? Yeah. Um, is, uh, next size up. Okay. Just a, a random question. I, I've been using Send Cut Send, which is amazing, uh, to cut out my uh, pattern for my, uh, you know, for the product I'm working on. Um, uh, but what I want to do is engrave the directions on there. Uh, Send Cut Send doesn't do any engravings. You might know any metal engraving and laser cutting uh, options. You can buy a fiber laser. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, and the and that would do it, right? That would that cut, right. but that wouldn't cut the the through. It would just be for engraving. Yeah. Okay. And how many watts do you need? The, I've seen as for fibers, I've only seen like 35, 40, You know, it's the, the entry level. Okay. You don't need a lot for the fiber to etch into that metal. Oh. Yeah, if you've only got. If you've only got a was it CO two laser or whatever, they um they all engrave on metal if you paint some some sort of oh. material onto the the thing first, so it it kind of reacts to the metal, but okay. it doesn't sort of engrave as deeply as a as yeah, a fiber one does. The, the coating on, basically, yeah. Yeah. But that's going to okay. be an extra step for you. Okay. Uh. All right. 
Now, what's the, what is the different fiber versus CO two? I don't. What is the difference? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> what? Lost. I don't know Lost. what fiber is actually you know using to power the the whole ordeal, but the CO two okay. is you know using CO two gas and creating that laser beam. Uh, okay, interesting. And do you have to provide a tank? No. Oh, okay. It just it's, like, it's like an old enclosed CO Neon tube. TV tube. Except oh, tube. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Right. I gotta learn. I have no idea. That's cool. I know over at the high school, the, the CO2 tube burn out. And uh, on uh, it's a full spectrum. They gotta get it replaced. Oh, wow. I mean, does that send have any anodized? Uh, I'm assuming you're just using carbon steel, so. Yeah, they don't have anything. Yeah, so that would be your only option as far as using a CO2 going from ten cut ten to to engraving. You have to have some type of finish already on it. Oh. You know, so if okay. they could, you know, provide you with that, then they're, they're providing you one less step of work for your and where then you could just throw the cut piece into the CO2 and then engrave it and remove that. That anodization or paint. Interesting. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to stop the recording here. But usually it says hangs out for a minute or two afterwards. Let me see. All right. Thanks for that, uh, Todd. That was awesome. And you know, you're moving forward. It's really cool. This was a good. A lot of resources got shared here. This was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Thanks for watching the Shop Class podcast. And uh, if you want to be a guest, just get in contact all right here we go let's see stop recording all right do, do, do.